Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Grateful to you for tuning in and listening to today's program. A lot of public service stuff on the show today. We spent the last half hour talking about the coronavirus here uh, at KSL Broadcast House. We hosted a gathering of experts and officials from throughout the state. The lieutenant governor, who is heading up a task force, he, alongside the state epidemiologist, uh, answered all the questions that we had. Uh, You heard Jed Bowl and I walk through those all in the last segment. We'll return to that issue later on in the program. But right now, we're going to be talking about a story that has absolutely broken my heart. Sometimes folks ask me uh, when, you know, conversation comes up and they say, oh, what do you do for a living? And I I work in a newsroom. I have a little talk show. uh, And they say, how do you do it? How do you, when you deal with these uh, tough cases, how are you able to uh, separate yourself and be objective and deliver the facts? And if I'm honest, I I don't have that ability. I can't really separate this stuff. And especially in the last few months that I've become a father myself, little Piper uh, has changed my view on all of this. And this story here, uh, the story revolving around Lori Vallow, who at the moment is in the process of being extradited from Hawaii to Idaho, where she faces uh, charges, charges stemming from the disappearance of two of her children. Uh, well, the FBI has changed its tactics. This morning, uh, I got my hands on a press release sent out uh, by the FBI, and they are asking uh, for the public's help. And I don't know much about how the FBI operates other than what I see in the movies, uh, but I do know someone who does. You hear her every morning here on KSL News Radio. Debbie Dejanovic spent years as a spokesperson and a public affairs specialist for the FBI, not just here in Utah, but in uh, the relevant state of Idaho. Uh, and she joins me now. Debbie, grateful to you for your time. A tragedy. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I'm I'm you know very honored to be able to lend my perspective, having worked kidnapping cases, both not only children but kidnappings of adults as well. Um, during my time as a public affairs specialist here in the Salt Lake City Division, and yes, Idaho was part of our territory. Explain to us. Uh, you've got this release. You know what the FBI is asking for. What, what is it exactly? What are they asking the public to do? They want any pictures from September eighth of anybody from anybody who may have been in Yellowstone National Park. In fact, we've we're putting on our website kslnewsradio.com uh, a new website that the FBI has created for folks to upload any photos. Why do they want photos all of a sudden from Yellowstone National Park? My goodness, these children have been missing since September. It came to law enforcement's attention sometime in the November time frame when all of a sudden they realized these kids weren't showing up at school. Uh, now the FBI is showing a much more of a, a public face uh, in this case. They've been kind of absent publicly, but behind the scenes, they've certainly been working with the Rexburg Police Department, other authorities in Idaho to to try to figure out what has happened to these two children. So that's what they're asking. So the question that I immediately asked is, why all of a sudden Yellowstone? Well, let me take you back to last month when we uh, watched uh, Lori Vallow in Hawaii be uh, confronted. There was a search warrant executed there by law enforcement in Hawaii, um, and they impounded 
the vehicle that her and her new husband were in. And it's also been widely reported that the Ty Lee's cell phone, the 17-year-old daughter's cell phone, uh, was confiscated as well at the time. So as I look at the photos that have just been released. In fact, we've placed them on our website. They're on all of our social media. Everywhere you turn on the KSL uh, social media and websites, you're going to see these. There are four photos. Uh, There's a picture of the children, and then uh, there are are pictures of vehicles. There's a pickup truck. You can see the license plate, and the plea from the FBI today is, would you scroll through your photos from September 8th? If you happen to be vacationing uh, in Yellowstone Park, uh, would you just look in the background and see if there's anything that could be uh, relevant to this? And if you make your way to any one of of our social media channels here, uh, including mine, my Lee Lonsberry Facebook page. Uh, there is contact information. There's additional information on top of what Debbie and I are talking about right now. And Lee, I have uh, a, a sort of a sense, um, and this is just going off of my experience when I worked, I have a sense that somehow uh, Ty Lee's cell, phones may, may, so, cell phone may have contained some of those photos that we're now seeing out publicly. They look like selfies. Sure. And I, one of them does anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the timeline makes sense. You know, why haven't we seen these thus far? The phone uh, has only recently come into uh, maybe the, the possession of the, of the FBI and such like that. Uh, but how Now, this is, again, I'm a layman. Uh, I try to pay attention to this type of stuff uh, and the tactics and tools that are employed by the FBI. Uh, It's a learning experience for me. How common is uh, a tactic like this where the FBI essentially says, hey, listen, public, we need your help. Uh, scroll through these photos and get back to us. Uh, it's it's very common. What I'm concerned about is this seems very delayed. Now, if they just come upon the photos on Tylee's phone not too long ago, a few weeks ago, when they confiscated it from Mom Lori Daybell, uh, I can understand the release of these photos. What I'm concerned about, Lee, is that it's taken a very long time for any information to get out to the public via the FBI. If you remember, not too long ago, the grandparents flew in uh, to Idaho and offered a $20,000 reward for information leading to, um, you know, the, the whereabouts of their grandchildren. I was surprised that the FBI hadn't been the ones that offered up that reward much sooner. It's within the FBI's purview. It's in their, it's it's certainly um, part of their mission when any child under the age of 14, which is J.J. Vallow, he is sure. uh, seven years old, I believe, uh, to get involved and to uh, not often assist, but oftentimes even take over the investigation or become the lead agency. I was surprised that they didn't offer uh, a hefty reward for information leading to the re- um, information leading to you know the recovery of the children um, to somebody who would give them the, that information. Ten, twenty thousand dollars a reward would have been appropriate. Uh, I did some quick math here. Uh, 179 days ago was September 8th of 2019. 179 days ago. Uh, FBI now asking that you look through your photos uh, from September 8th of last year if you travel to Yellowstone Park. There's more information on uh, which photos are relevant to this investigation, how you might be able to help at all of the social media properties here at KSL, including the website, my Facebook page, Lee Lonsberry. Uh, we, this morning, when we first heard from the FBI, we wanted to get uh, more of, a, of an explanation. 
explanation. We wanted to get more of an understanding. Uh, that's why you and I are speaking right now. The FBI let us know that they are, are deferring uh, to the Rexburg Police Department, who, who they tell us has the jurisdiction. Talk to us about the relationship between the FBI and, and say, local departments in, in a circumstance like this. Maybe not this specifically, as we don't know uh, entirely, but uh, but talk from your expertise about that. And I understand that. That can be a tricky proposition when you have a local agency investigating a case and then the federal agency comes in. You never want to be perceived as trying to take over the investigation. and Instead, you want to work collaboratively with the local agency. My preference as the public affairs specialist back in the day um, was to actually take over when it came to the media. And here's why. The Rexburg Police Department may not have the resources and the breadth and the, you know, the vast um, reach that the FBI is going to have to get this information out through its Washington, D.C. headquarters offices, through its offices across 56 offices across the United States. We have offices in countries around the world. And to be able to email this information out, blanket the the media. I mean, you figure Yellowstone National Park, how many foreign visitors were in that park on September 8th who have no idea that these two children from Idaho are still missing today and that they may have been in the park on that very same day. You got to get that message out and you got to blanket the world. The FBI is now asking for your help. Uh, scroll through your photos, make your way over to the Lee Lonsberry Facebook page or KSL.com. You're going to see these photos. You're going to see what the FBI is asking for, and you just may be able to help. Next up on the program, we're talking about the state flag of Utah. That's ahead here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.